0: Hey, I don't suppose you fancy buying a Land Rover Defender, do you? I've got one going spare. Well, it's a bank holiday weekend, and of course that means... Sunshine, it means barbecues, it means glasses of wine in the evenings, and it means a complete and utter chill out. Well, it would, of course, if you're not a professional photographer. I guess for most professional photographers, the bank holiday weekend is simply an excuse to do a load more work because you have three days rather than two to get families or people in front of your camera or maybe shoot weddings. For me, it's been an amazing bank holiday, but yes, I am sitting in the office. Yes, it is a bank holiday Monday. And yes, it's very much working. We've got some really interesting podcasts coming up. I'm recording interviews over the coming weeks with an absolute litany of people from both inside and outside the photography industry. But today, today is just me at the end of an incredibly long day, doing nothing but retouching. And today's been a day of lessons really. This morning I headed off to the gym. I thought before I sit down in front of my Mac and spend the entire time, (laughs) the entire time uh, with uh, Photoshop, Lightroom and my Wacom tablet, uh, I thought I'd go and get a nice quiet session in. It's bank holiday Monday. It's going to be empty. So I headed across and of course I should have known as I rocked up that it was going to be trouble. Uh, Not just because there was a very long queue of people Trying to get into the gym as it opened, but also because as I opened the door for someone, uh, she simply glared at me. (laughs) I don't know what was going on this morning, but it put me in a really foul mood. I was being polite. And she just glared as if I was just a bit of something on the bottom of someone's shoe. No idea who she was, no idea what caused the reaction, but I'm guessing it was nothing to do with me. She was just having a crappy day. And of course, the gym was then completely and utterly maxed out. Every single machine in use, every bit of floor space being used for various, (laughs) various exercises, some of which I don't recognise. And down the middle of it was our Michelle from the studio with her daughter, Tyler, flapping around with the, I don't know what they're called, a massive great rope. And essentially, you hold the, the ends of this great big rope and flap your arms for all they're worth. Uh, and that was going on in the runway down the middle. Anyway, it was a really good session. I did actually come away feeling very positive. And then I got into the job of the day, uh, which was to do the retouching. Um, now, we've learned a lesson on this particular set of retouching. And that lesson is don't say Yes. Do not, under any circumstances, open the door to saying retouching. I've just done a solid, I think it's eight hours, eight hours of retouching on one job. Um, It's not going to get paid for because it's social photography. I'm not going to go into the client or any more details about the job because I'm never, ever going to diss my clients. I like my clients. They're lovely but I think somewhere someone gave my client an insight into what's possible with Photoshop. And, of course, it meant that every single blemish, every stray hair, even leaves on a lawn, suddenly became requested to be removed. And our protesting or protesting and our protestation and our protests that, well, leaves land on lawns, that's fairly normal, uh, went on deaf ears, as did um, talking about the fact that shadows fall across across clothing. And um, just because um, I can change the colour of someone's footwear doesn't mean I should. So that's one thing that we've learnt over this weekend is we're going to get that added into our list of T's and C's on our contracts, that all retouching will be at the discretion of me, not at the discretion of others. So of course, you always want happy clients, and we say yes wherever we can. I'm not sure what the influence was. I'm guessing I'm guessing it's a well-intentioned friend or relative uh, who is possibly even a photographer who has sat down and said, oh, we can get all of that changed without really thinking whether it's the right thing to do so much as that it's possible. Uh, And prior to that, it's already been a really busy week. So my usual summary of the week, uh, we've had seven shoots of various kinds uh, this week and one beautiful wedding reveal. The wedding reveal was lovely. It's great to have uh, a client who loves their images always. It's great to have a client who loves their images. Uh, But when it's a fellow photographer and a really good one at that, uh, then, of course, it adds that extra a sort of sense of satisfaction, I guess. Uh, beautiful couple, beautiful wedding, simple wedding, really nice, down at the Crazy Bear, local venue to us. Uh, and the pictures uh, just captured that magic about a sunny day early in the year. Uh, and they sat and they just enjoyed, enjoyed their Saturday. Going through the images, picking them out and uh, enjoying our hospitality. Uh, a couple of hearing dog shoots. And here's one. Uh, we did two hearing, shows, hearing dog shoots this week. One of which, uh, one of which was to head down to uh, Kent, which is at the southern end of Britain. Uh, we were near Canterbury. We were down at Herne Bay, which is near Canterbury. Uh, and as usual, I've got quite a, a rich brief from the client. And as usual, none of what we encountered was what we were expecting. And it's a, a salutary lesson in it. Although you can pre-visualize uh, what it is you're going to do. We, get, we had a description. I had a degree of... Um, the narrative written by uh, the the guys down at the Hearing Dogs. So, And I was there with the guys from the Hearing Dogs. We all went down in the car. Uh, but as literally, as soon as we arrived, we knew that the shoot would be slightly different to what we had planned. Again, not in a bad way. It's just that all of these messages that we're trying to get across to help people understand the role of Hearing Dogs and what they're going to do, and the context in which they're going to do it. And we've got all of these shots listed up, and of course, um, everything about it was ever so slightly different. Uh, and it's a really, it was a really good lesson in being able to make it up on the spot because. Almost none of what we did, even down to the fact that people he had assumed uh, would be willing to be in the shots with the people who we were there to photograph refused point blank uh, to get in. And of course, when that happens, you have to think fast, think creatively uh, and use every bit of experience and skill that you have to try and get around that. And of course, you know, it it feels really frustrating at the time because you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not getting what it is I thought I'd get. Uh, But the reality, if you're positive, is that in fact, I'm getting stuff that I never thought I'd get. And I'll add that into my list of things that I could try next time. So it's a really beautiful shoot in the end. We've got some really incredible images and I'm chuffed to bits, but none of it, none of it was what we expected to get. Uh, Also headed down to the Crazy Bear. That was good fun. Uh, It's such an amazing venue. Uh, They have a little office down there that they've turned into a proper meeting room. Uh, So they dragged me in to take some photos of it. More than anything else, it was a great excuse to go down and go to their farm shop uh, and get some food. But of course, being me, I didn't put my glasses on, or at least I wasn't reading properly. And I came back. (laughs) I went down to get Thai green green curry, which is amazing. And I came back with two packs of uh, pea soup. So there you go. Always wear your glasses when you walk into the shop. I took them. I don't know why I took them off. I took them off as I got out of the car. Um, And as soon as I got there, I should have read the writing on... Uh, on the packets. Anyway, uh, this weekend we should have had four shoots over this weekend, uh, but we had a couple of last minute cancellations, and that got me to thinking about a couple of bits and pieces. And um, what do you do when you get last minute cancellations? How do you react? And of course, the way we react is always to be nice and always to say, yes, of course. Uh, we very rarely, very rarely put our foot down and say no, because of course that client is still a client. Now, if we want in the end for them to come and have a shoot, enjoy the experience, feel good about it, feel good about the relationship with us, and ultimately for that to generate revenue, then of course we can't put our foot down and say, well, no, you can't cancel or look, we're going to have to charge you for that. Um, but it is, of course, frustrating because it changed my weekend from having four shoots over two days to having two shoots over two days. And of course, it was one shoot on each of the, d- the two days that cancelled. It wasn't two on one day, which gave me a whole day off. No, none of that. Uh, of course, it happened the way you'd expect it to happen, which is at the last minute. Uh, one cancelled on each of those days. But our brand has always been about the relationship with a client. And that's, I kind of suppose, the point of this particular podcast. Now we talk about brand a lot, uh, but you can never talk about it enough because it is the very thing that we are. Brand gets confused with your logo type, your fonts, your colors, your website, posters. Oh, I don't know. It gets confused with everything, but the brand is your very being. It's your essence. It's everything you are. And you can sit down and do your mood boards and your keywords and your mission statements and all of these things. But in the end, the brand is how you're perceived. End of conversation. Now that's got lots and lots of components. It does include your logo, your colorways, your fonts, your website, um, the way you answer the phone, the way, the clothes you wear, the types of pictures you take. It includes everything. It is all Encompassing, And that, of course, includes the way we deal with cancellations. So, of course, we're nice about it. Of course, we say people can come back. Of course, we don't charge for it because I'm trusting that those clients are still going to come to us at some point when um, the situation is a little bit better. When the things that they've got going on in their lives sort themselves out. And more than anything, we really like our clients and we want them to be happy. Genuinely, that's our brand. That's part of our brand is to have people who enjoy working with us uh, and want to be really, really happy. And so while it was frustrating for me to have two unplanned afternoons off, I say off, I stayed in the studio and did a load of work, which I had to do anyway. So we've used the time up well, but of course, uh, it's in our interest to handle it that way. Now, on the topic of brand, at the beginning, I said I do have a red Land Rover Defender for sale. And I'm staying on topic a little bit with the conversation about brand, because one thing that I've noticed is that many people don't realize even their car is part of the way you're perceived, which by definition means it's part of your brand. Now we chose a Land Rover Defender many years ago. In fact, we chose to have a Defender about 15 or 16 years ago, um, but we weren't in a position financially and we weren't in position to actually get one. Uh, And eventually though, we did. We got a nice bright red, because our brand at that time was a a sort of purpley red and we've got a deep purpley red uh, Land Rover Defender. But why did we choose a Defender? That car in particular, and we could have chosen pretty much any car, it's not a cheap car, not by any stretch, though you wouldn't know it when it's leaking on your feet. It's always wet in a Land Rover, if it rains, uh, a Defender is always wet. For those of you who know what it is, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, a Land Rover Defender was invented in the late 40s, early 50s, post-war in Britain. uh, For all sorts of reasons, it was designed for farmers and it was designed with materials that were readily to hand. So instead of using steel, which was in short supply, they used aluminium for the body, uh, which for one thing gives it some interesting characteristics that you can't stick magnetic signs on it. They simply don't work. Uh, I've known a few photographers fall foul of that, Uh, but it was designed in the fifties so that two of them could pass down a Welsh country lane. It was designed in Wales. It's a, it was designed for farmers. The original vehicle actually was almost almost exactly a tractor. It had one seat in the front uh, with a big old steering wheel. Now, that changed eventually to have uh, a front row of seats, three seats, in fact, in the early ones uh, and it was designed although it looks quite a big car it's quite a narrow car uh, if you fancy it just go google Land Rover Defender uh, yeah, but be aware they don't make it they stopped making it uh, a couple of years ago uh, under EU regulations but uh, Land Rover announced this week in fact that they're going to be uh, building the new version of that in I think it's Slovakia uh, which is a shame I suppose in the sense that it, the, the Land Rover is such a British icon it was designed in Britain, it was designed to cope with British roads. It was designed to cope with British weather. Though <laughs> I laugh about the Land Rover because although it was designed to cope with inherently wet weather, instead of making it waterproof, what they did was design it so the water could go out again. <laughs> water comes in, you can never stop water coming in. Uh, but they designed it so the water never sits in the bottom of the car. It simply runs out, having soaked your feet and anything you have on the floor, it just flows out again. Um, but it's an iconic car. We chose it because it doesn't stand out too much, but it does have super fans. It has a certain class. It has a certain aura about it. And and even now with the red one, I'm selling And and the reason we're selling it, I should add, is because we've bought a new one, which is why I'm selling the old one, if anyone's interested. Uh, The new one is just an updated version of it. With the miles we do, um, I wanted something relatively new uh, because... Uh, the, the old one was just beginning to amass miles. And I had the option of either uh, completely refurbing that one or buying one that had been refurbed already. And given I need the car constantly, uh, we didn't have the opportunity really to take one off the road for a couple of months uh, and refurb it. But we chose it because this car is a bit of a chameleon. It looks great in a high street, it looks great in a car park, it looks great when I'm working at a high end hotel. Um, it has this kind of thing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the queen drives one. And I was working at Le Manoir the one day and I came out having uh, just finished shooting uh, the, le- the latter part of a wedding. And sure enough, uh, a long wheelbase Land Rover Defender rocked up uh, with four guests who are staying for the weekend at Le Manoir. And if it's good enough for Le Manoir's guests, which is a two Michelin-starred restaurant and hotel, Raymond Blanc's restaurant and hotel that I'm the partner photographer for, if it's good enough for them, it was certainly good enough for me. But I'll tell you the, the point that clinched it. It was myself and Sarah... Uh, we went out for dinner at a place called Burr Island. It's uh, in Big Bree, it's in Southern Devon. So Burr Island has a very famous art deco hotel on it, and this is where Agatha Christie wrote several of her books. She used to go and stay there and write these murder mysteries. And myself and Sarah were down there the one weekend. Uh, It's cold. We've gone there for dinner. It's pouring with rain. It's like an episode of Poldark. Uh, And they have this fantastic thing. They have this tractor. I mean, it is actually a tractor, but it's on a high chassis. And when the tide is in, the causeway is covered in water. So they use this tractor. You climb on it on a ladder and you Poodle across in the and it was a stormy night. It was snowy, this horizontal rain, sleet and snow. The waves are crashing into the sides of this gadget, this tractory thing, and we get across to the island and we climb down. And what's waiting for us? Well, what's waiting for us is a black Land Rover Defender, and we climb into this thing. It's warm. It's it's crude, admittedly, uh, but this is the the actual vehicles that. Burr Island, this hotel, this famous hotel on Burr Island used to transport their guests up the windy little lane to the hotel on the top of this little rocky island. And again, myself and Sarah looked at each other and there it is. There's the brand. Um, If it's good enough for these kinds of clients, then it's perfect for us because they're the kinds of clients our business is trying to attract. That's how we did it. We kind of figured out what sort of clients would we like, um, what sort of experience would we like to give them? And then how do we buy a vehicle that when I turn up somewhere, given very often the first thing my client sees of me is my car pulling into their car park, what kind of car would it be? And a Land Rover Defender ticks every single box, as you might expect, for a car that even the queen drives. The thing has been an absolute legend. The one we've had is run and run and run with only a few problems. Uh, Recently, though, the kids did have to come and rescue me with a water leak, uh, which we found, we fixed, Uh, but it was quite entertaining when suddenly my temperature gauge uh, went off the top of the scale. But we're now trying to figure out, and here's another interesting thing about um, how you perceive a company. Again, this whole podcast really is about brand. So I found the company in the area. That has the best, at least the best website and reviews on it about um, to get our new Land Rover, uh, to get the logoing and lan- and uh, vinyls put on it. Now, I'm not certain at the moment, we're still testing some stuff out. And if you're curious, head across to our website uh, and we'll be putting up some pictures and get some voting going on to what people like. But I'm I'm kind of in a quandary between small, modest branding and huge, great uh, logos and the website details. And I think at the moment we're going to go for something a little bit more flamboyant uh, than I have had previously previously. Uh, but I, I got into touch with this company. I drove the Land Rover over to them. I showed them some of the sketch designs that I had. I showed them the car. They took all my details and said they'd give me a quote uh, within a day or two. Now, that was a week and a half ago. I rang them after a week and they said they'd ring me straight back. They still haven't. So how do you think I feel about this custom, this company? Well, of course... I feel pretty crappy about them, if I'm honest, because um, I hadn't cross quoted. I'd simply look for the one that looked the best. Now, I'd give them some slack if I hadn't rang them back and they'd said they'd get straight back to me. They still haven't. And I can only assume from that the job I'm asking them to do is not one they want. Now, that's fair enough. Every company has the right to turn down work. But turn it down. Don't just leave it running and running and running until somebody just gets bored and gives up. Turn the work down. Be active about the customer experience because the customer experience I'm having with this particular um, uh, vehicle signage company is really very poor. And so I'm even if they get back to me next week, unless the quote is so utterly compelling and the timelines are so utterly compelling that I... I can't think there's an option, is I'm not going to go with them because I know they're going to be unreliable and I know they're going to take longer than they say they do, or at least that's my perception of it. So it all comes back down to customer service. My, my experience of that company And by that, I mean, what do I think about their brand right now is very poor. And heaven help me if anyone ever felt that about my brand. And to that end, we have a car that represents us the way we'd like to be. I've spent seven hours retouching pictures because I really want my clients to be very, very happy with their pictures. Um, I've been more than accommodating with the people who have had to, through circumstances beyond ours and their control, have had to move their dates and all in all, I'm trying my best to represent the brand I have to the utmost of my ability. And that and that is my bank holiday weekend. Uh, so bits and pieces coming up. Uh, I tell you what, if you are in the UK and a uh, subscriber to magazines, still like reading stuff in physical media, uh, we have a series of articles on the business of photography and living with Nikon kit. Uh, that's in N photo magazine. There's going to be 13, um, articles in that series. Uh, and then as of, uh, I think next week, or maybe the week after we're also, we've got a very different, a very different set of, um, uh, articles going out in professional photo magazine uh, all about lighting and how to how to create certain types of light, how to look for certain types of light. Uh, the first one being to do with some photographs we took in uh, Oxford. Uh, last year, uh, images that we created for uh, Mastering Portrait Photography, the website Mastering Portrait Photography. Uh, so hopefully if you see those, do pick them up, do let us know what you think. The book is still on sale. In fact, it's been good this week. Uh, we've just had our quarterly, I think it's quarterly, is it six monthly statements from the publisher? And in fact, we've just had the biggest royalty checks we've ever had from the book. The book, oddly enough, is still selling incredibly well all over the world, uh, which is great. In fact, it was the it was the overseas royalties that really bumped that up. Uh, myself and Sarah Plater are chuffed to bits, really proud of it. Thank you to every single one of you who's bought it. Thank you to every single one of you who's read it because that's not necessarily the same thing. And in particular, thank you to anyone that's let us know that you've liked it. That's, that's the bit that really, really means so much to, uh, to myself and Sarah Plater. I know that. Uh, on that note, uh, Mastering Portrait Photography, the website, uh, we've got some new content heading your way on there. So if you're not already a member, please head across and go and have a look. It's on masteringportraitphotography.com. I saw some images come in this week for critiques. I'll be doing a whole new set of critiques uh, over the coming days. We've got new articles going up all of the time. Uh, myself, Sarah Plater, and my wife Sarah sat down last week uh, and programmed out or planned out some of the new content we're going to be putting on there. And it's all incredibly exciting. Uh, if you have enjoyed this podcast, which I admit today is just me, a microphone, wittering away, <laughs> whittering away. Uh, I'm about to go and have a glass of wine. I'm quite determined. We're going to light the chimney here. Uh, We're going to light the barbecue, even though it's pretty cold out there. But it's Britain, so of course, even in the cold, I'm still going to light the barbecue on a bank holiday Monday uh, and have a glass of wine. But if you have and do enjoy this podcast, please do subscribe to it. Uh, It means the world to us that we have listeners out there and we get really lovely feedback. Feel free to share it with people you know, anyone you think might enjoy it. That's really, really, uh, that'd be really grateful. Uh, We'd be really grateful for that if you wouldn't mind. Uh, You can subscribe to us on Podbean, on iTunes, on Spotify, on Radio Public, on Stitcher and I'm guessing by now on a myriad of other podcast sites too. If you'd like to leave us a review, we would be eternally grateful. Go on, leave us a review. Uh, It means a lot to us simply because when we get reviews written down, particularly if they're good ones, it helps the SEO. So It helps people find the podcast. It helps people get to the podcast. And of course, in this cluttered world of content and media, that means an awful lot. So please do head across. iTunes is probably the best place for that. Uh, We keep an eye on that one in in particular. Uh, Leave us a review on there. Leave us a rating on there. We'd love to hear your words. If you think there are things we can do better, if if you'd rather it wasn't just me sitting wittering with a microphone, uh, then of course do let me know. But you can let me know personally, which is paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. That's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co. Dot co. UK. Uh, and of course, we'll try to adapt and change and make the podcast better. Next week, I'm recording uh, an episode with the fantastic, oh, God, it's, his work is just sublime. Uh, Mark Seymour, uh, who many of you will know for his reportage, weddings, and many more of you probably will know uh, for his travel, particularly particularly around India. His travel photography has just featured in National Geographic and it's simply stunning. I am so excited I'm recording that with him tomorrow. Uh, next week, I think I've got Terry Hope from professional photo magazine coming over. We're going to interview him. And we've got the guys from Hasselblad coming as well. Uh, Hopefully that's now in the diary. Uh, And there's some other bits and pieces. I've got some exciting news about me uh, interviewing a band who uh, were pretty big in the 90s and going to talk to them hopefully about creativity and how much hard work it is to stay at the top of your game for a prolonged period of time. All of these are exciting. All of these are coming up. Uh, But in the meantime, have a lovely day. Enjoy what's left of your bank holiday weekend. Have a glass of wine or a glass of beer. Uh, Whatever is your particular tip or with us. Uh, And until next time, remember, be kind to yourself. Take care.